When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, welcome to the Black Lotus Podcast. Today I brought on my friend Danny. <laughs> I can't take this with Josh nowhere, man. You already get paid. Man, but Danny, man, how, how you been, man? Pretty good. Um, yeah, living life out here in Orange County. I uh, live right next to Anaheim by the uh, Angel Stadium, so. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's pretty nice out here. Uh, so what school are you going to right now? I got Chapman, which is a uh, uh, private, I guess, technically Christian school. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, a nice school out here in Anaheim. Yeah, that's that's smooth, man. I mean, um, how's the change from the Bay to Anaheim? Um, I do have to say it's pretty different because... My school is probably like ninety percent white. So going from oh, uh, to here is pretty different um, because most of the people at my school that I interact with look just like me, uh, and it's also interesting because um, I don't know. You're just in LA. It's a different vibe. I'm not a county, but I'm in Cal, so it, yeah black different you know for sure for sure so um one of the questions i have is um since you go to school with like 20 percent or 90 percent white people do you do you feel uncomfortable when you see like you know like questionable things like I- Definitely, I, I I call out people a lot. Um, being from a uh, people, especially because Orange County is like the one fucking place in uh in the entire California is more conservative. Yeah. So um, you know, regardless of the political beliefs, the social beliefs that come with that is entirely different. Yeah. It's true. Um. What's up? Asim. Um, so just sometimes having to have those conversations, those uncomfortable conversations, is you know doesn't it doesn't make me liked person, but I think it's necessary. So yeah. Yeah, I mean I feel like that's I feel like that's true. And like you know even up here sometimes you know you feel like it's not as it's not as I feel like I feel like it might be a little more common down there, but it's not as common you know up here. But you do get put in some awkward situations. Um, Let's see. I got some other questions. Like, what do you feel like? Uh, what do you feel like the atmosphere is like down there? Do you get to go like to like the famous like streets and stuff like uh, Sunset Boulevard and? Um... When I want to, I mean, so LA is around like downtown LA is like forty minutes away from me, an hour if it's bad traffic. So yeah. I'll hit Melrose. I sometimes hit Sunset. I like hitting like the nice areas sometimes, just more for the feel of it. 
packs. Yeah. Just more for the feel of it. I don't always go shopping or do a lot there, but the um yeah, I don't know. It's a cool area around there. Uh, and I enjoy uh you know, kinda it, I like coming back to the bay to reset, but yeah. I also to LA and growing and uh you know, becoming more I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel like because I I haven't been to LA in a long time, and I feel like I, I I'm, I'm probably gonna go down there either this summer or towards the fall. It's just because you know there's a lot of you know people down there that I know and you know I like I fuck with. So um, I've just been trying to you know, but up here I mean like you know the opportunities are still here. I've been trying to you know grind and stuff with this podcast and just music wise. So you know, oh, yeah. just. Just, you know, just grinding, man. You know, I feel like... But the opportunities down there, I feel like, are just, like, crazy. Like, there's, like, a lot more opportunities down there. In certain ways, yeah. But also, it's... Like, because L.A. is the hub, right? You, yeah. you hear from all over the country moving to L.A. in particular. I mean, if they're going to a tech job, sure, they might go to SF or something. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, for the most part, I think it is a lot of people do come to LA for the opportunity um it's like the American dream intensified in a way um and I think it's interesting as you see a lot of people act like that out here and that's kind of what I'm talking about uh how it plays into how people interact I feel I feel I feel I feel that man because like because like you know the American dream you know I wouldn't even, I, w- I would say, like, in Hollywood, you know, those those Hollywood lights, you just get, like, intense, like, they, like, get, like, not only, like, hyperbolized, but, like, they're also, like, really, you know, like, the culture down there is completely different from up here. Like, um, even in SF, in F, ah, even in, uh, like, in San Francisco, like, you see, like, a lot of, like, rich people, but, like, down, like, they're not as, like, I want to say, like, showy. No, yeah, it's the yeah. flash. Like, yeah. when I'm here, um, I see so many more supercars and Mercedes and Tesla. Sure, Tesla's overrun Berkeley and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a lot more common for me to see Ferraris or Lamborghinis and or um, McLarens on the highway. And um, you can definitely see it tie into that flashiness. You also see people... Where they have like their YouTube on the side of their car and stuff. <laughs> There's definitely people. Wait, it's like a professional rap. It's not some janky. They just did some shitty paint. It's like yeah. professional raps. So, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of people trying to make it out here in LA, and that tied to uh, a lot of societal factors, I think, too. So, do you feel like when you see all these people trying to make it in LA, do you think that like? It, it, it puts on pressure for you because I know that you you're you're not doing you know it, it doesn't like it doesn't really apply to you but like still just being in the area you know just the pressure I feel like there would be like some sort of pressure to like, oh hell yeah I feel like succeed. it does because um you know I want to grow up and what my like dream is is I want to sell how so yeah. when you're in a, and you have this completely competitive competition it's it's scary because everyone's trying to one-up you everyone wants to be better than you whether it's how they present themselves what they're doing you know it's kind of like when 
certain people say like they go to ucs right and they're like oh all these people are trying to compete with me it's like that but it's just the entire atmosphere you know so i think that's pretty interesting that um you know you it, it does feel like there is competition it doesn't feel good all the time but it also gives you this hunger you know like being in a it, um gives you it kind of gives you motivation right it's like it's kind of like you know moving to new york or something the hustle bustle like yeah it put some more um you know it can put some give you some thicker skin so in that same way uh la can do that to you you know yeah. and not always the best <laughs> some people but i think it's also it also provides a special being in la provides a special feel definitely yeah i definitely feel that i definitely feel that so um i think i think we should start getting into the more spiritual questions well i mean there's one random question i have one random question because i was well, i don't know what sparked this question earlier in the day and if you're in here like blow up the questions man because you guys know how we do but um just like shoot questions and you know how we do um so earlier today i was watching something and i don't even remember what it was but it sparked the question in my mind do you think like caterpillars like experience or like have the exact same like consciousness as they had when they were caterpillars or no but do you think that butterflies have the same consciousness as they did when they were caterpillars and the reason why i'm asking this question is because i feel like that's like death mm, the way i view it is like a hibernation right like you know bears fucking hibernate for hella long right um are you almost like a fucking person freezing them yeah oh hello 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 you go, you go. even like a person freezing themselves uh, you know um like a cryogenic chamber or something like that you're not dead right yeah that thing is transforming into something completely different like it's almost like a tadpole right i yeah. think of it like tadpole to a frog you know i don't think i like the idea right but i don't think it necessarily like dies in the cocoon and then like just somehow just like come come out of it i think it's like kind of more of like a they they have to fucking make the cocoon right which takes hella time yeah and then when they do that that like they have to sleep and then they grow in that cocoon so it's like i don't know who knows maybe it's a was that part maybe it's a coffin yeah i was because when i was thinking about it i was like so when you are like you know like i understand like when it comes like hibernation you sleep a lot you know but like I feel like even over like the courses of like life, I feel like your consciousness changes and it's hard for you to remember like what it was like to like think a certain way. Like right now, you know, when you're young, you think, you know, as of right now, you don't think for the future. You're just thinking what it was like, what's the next move for tomorrow? Or like, what are you finna do in a couple hours? 
but when you get older, you have kids, you know, you have a lot more responsibilities. You start to think more long term, like, um, okay, I need to get through this week. So what do I need to do? You know, it's like like different mentalities, different um, ideologies that you go through with life as well. You know, when you're younger, you become a lot more liberal, but when you get older, you get a lot more conservative. Um, yeah. So like, I feel like you know, just relaying that like to life is just like. Is there like a certain time period where like you stop or like you, you stop and you notice like I'm really turning like into like a different person. Like for some people, it's like when they first have their kids or like they really acknowledge the fact that like, OK, I'm grown and I really need to take care of my responsibilities, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was what really like made me think about it, like. You know, just like that point of like the evolution of like the cocoon. You know, yep. like 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 Rich said, like Rich said. I I think a cocoon moment for me, a moment that I definitely felt like a metamorphosis was right before. Um, so what happened was is I was with I don't know if you remember how I was with that one girl. Um, I had a girlfriend for like two years in high school. In high school, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was Cali, um, and you know, I was getting, I got the acceptance letter to Chapman, and then I just realized I started acting shittier and shittier as a boyfriend, right? Yeah. But I still loved her, so I had to realize that at one point I had to, I still loved her, but I ended it, right? Yeah. And that was really hard for me so i went through a tough time with that but also i realized too that i was in such a long relationship where it was so deep between us that i also was neglecting my friends in a big way where you know not neglect but like i wasn't building those relationships so and then when i'm out of this long-term relationship i didn't have that many people there for me yeah you know i had homies like jay or people that were always there for me but there were certain people who I thought were going to be that you can't really blame them in the end because it's like I didn't foster that relationship. I wasn't spent. I wasn't making the time to uh, uh, hang out with people besides her. So um, I went through a really tough time where I felt like really alone. But then I also knew that I was coming to Chapman, you know? Yeah. And I never felt like I had to reinvent myself or this was like, oh, this is a new start where I get to be a different person, right? Some people feel like that in college and in, in a certain way you are, right? When your college friends meet your friends from back home, it's a little different, you know? But also at the same time, I think that, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think that you can definitely learn, like, I don't know, learn how to grow from that shit. Yeah. So talk more about, you know, not having to reinvent yourself, but, like, still realizing, like, you know, you still have to, like, you know, you got to keep going. So, like, do you feel like you stayed the same, but at the same time, like, grew? Because, like, I felt like when I went through a sort of metamorphosis, I still haven't really, like, gone through my main one. I feel, I feel like it's happening, 
but I still haven't, you know, I still haven't popped out the cocoon. I feel like I'm still in the cocoon a little bit. Well, duh, it's happening all our life, bro. Even when we're 30 and then when we're 50, we're going to be hella different, you know? Yeah, that's true. The, the metamorphosis is just con it's just constant. It's constant. The metamorphosis is, is until death, bro. Until you literally can't eat. Until you fucking shit your pants and have to have some caretaker bring you. Or maybe it's going to be a at that time. But, yeah. You know, man. Wow, I, I didn't even think about it that way. I mean, bringing it back to, you know, the cocoon, like, in a sense, do you feel like, you know, after death, we turn into butterflies and just, you know, we, we, are, we are at the prime of our lives after life? Like, so, like, I used to think that, right? Um, I really like the idea of um, reincarnation because the true fact of the matter that energy is never created or destroyed it's, yeah. it's in just the cycle so you know in that same kind of thought like yeah i do like to think that fucking you know my dog might die and he's gonna become a plant or my grandma died and she's gonna um you know some shit like that she's gonna be a flower right yeah that that's like the nice feeling or a caterpillar you know that's like you can think about it that way but i think about it more of like an artist who i really like is capital steez uh joey badass the person who created pro era and got joey badass to start rapping and all that yeah um his best friend before he died um in 2012 to suicide but uh capital steez was like amazing he um he said, even when I die, I will learn to live in love where there is no place in time. And I really like that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a nice, it's, you know, I don't believe in, to be honest with you, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in a white or a Arabic or whatever man in the clouds who is judging me and you yeah. on a distant has I don't believe in an omnipresent being and that such. I believe in an omnipresent, or I believe in a overall energy that connects us, that's life, you know? Whether that has some, I don't think that has necessarily a form that we can understand. Hmm. You know? I don't think that we as humans can understand it, because it's like, you know what I think's funny? Like, me and you right now, as we're talking to each other, like, we're able to see our nose like we're at all times able to see our nose and our brain ignores it 98 percent of the things that we see is like or sorry 98 percent of the stuff in the world we can't see we can only see like not like not like we can only see like one percent of shit yeah so i think that if there was some god or if there was something like that i think that we would have no fucking means ending it yeah I'm and i i don't think that like i think that like i don't know i think jesus was cool i think muhammad was cool but i don't i think that like in a way like we can all be like that if, you know That's i understand just, it i understand it i understand it i feel like i feel um for me, I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm non-denominational Christian because I still don't feel like certain. I feel like they don't preach some of the parts in the Bible that I feel like are most important. So 
um, you know, I, I just, I kind of do my own kind of way within Christianity. But more on a spiritual sense, I feel like what you said about, you know, just like living and like being able to love without space and time. I feel like that was real because um, even because like even in a sense of like just like within like our lifetime, I feel like it's hard to find love outside of solitude, like unconditional love without outside outside of solitude. Because like there's only one person who could truly you're only here by yourself on this earth. There's only one true person that that's love really really matters. Um, and I feel like it's just like it's ours. So, you know, once you learn how to love yourself, um, the love that was inside of you, it, it goes from staying inside. It still stays inside of you, but it, it starts to radiate, you know, touches the people around you. So Yeah, because yeah. like, you know, like the idea of getting filled up with love, you know, or being a lack of love, a lack of depletion. That also comes down to chemistry, right? Like serotonin and fucking yeah. oxytocin, the things that, like, it's the same thing a mother feels when caressing a baby, and it's the same thing you feel when you cuddle with a bitch, <laughs> with a lovely lady. <laughs> you know what I'm... I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being degrading. I'm just saying, like, whether... Whether you're with a girl, a, spe- a special, a special someone, can even be a date, what someone prefers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. Like love is something that you can't describe, but it's also a science, bro. That yeah. shit, like, fucking. There's definitely like. Uh. Like you said, I feel like energy is a big thing, too. Like, going into that topic, that's also a big part of my spirituality. Like, I feel like, you know, like I'm not trying to be on no new age, white people, fucking <laughs> Buddhist shit. But it's like, I think it's, I think it's interesting, like, you know, this idea of like, oh, we're on the same wavelength. Like, I think that has some truth to it. And I think that um, we emit a frequency that then helps construct the reality we see, right? Yeah. You know, um, there's hyper people, there's calm people, there's angry people, there's um, happy people, there's um, people who are introverts, there's people who are extroverts, you know, it goes all over the place. And I think that's how we... uh, um, play our energy you know i feel yeah. like um there's things we can do to change it but there's also an innate it's almost a heartbeat right yeah <laughs> everyone has a similar heartbeat but it all it, it's kind of uh, we all have a different radio frequency that's on a similar tune yeah i i feel that i feel that completely because like you know it's, it's interesting like you could you can be in a room with a complete stranger, you know, and just spark a conversation just by like you know just like talking to them, and then you know you find all these similarities, and then you're just like you're like your energies just start to sink out of nowhere. You don't have any clue what the single you don't have you have any clue who this person is, but this person 
just happened to you know to have like one of the best conversations in your life with and you just it just happened out of nowhere you don't know this person you probably will never even talk to this person ever again you know what i'm saying like you have those times where it's like this happens to me every so often i can't even remember the last time it happened but it's like you're driving on the street somewhere i have my windows down and then i'll see someone like walking on the street and i'll look at them and then we'll both just like smile at each other do a head nod like it's just like it's like that's that that one or two seconds of eye contact with that head nod or that smile or whatever the fuck does it right yeah there's it's like i don't know who the fuck you are you don't know who the fuck i am i am just driving by in a car and i'm not like you know i'm not just like looking at people on the street trying to smile <laughs> at me right it's yeah. not like like you know you're looking over and it's like you make eye contact with someone it's, it's like i view that it's like that similar thing you can have a good conversation but sometimes it's even simpler than that you yeah. know sometimes it's just an even simpler interaction where it's like you can just see someone a it's not like a love at first sight but it's just like that instant connection in a way where that can happen i mean through body language through verbal communication through all sorts of means but yeah, I think it's definitely interesting, and then it's a it's a special it's a special uh, phenomenon. Yeah, I feel like that's really like like just like because like whenever like I'm just like going down the street, you know, when you have like a positive energy or you have this positive aura, it tends to attract it tends to attract everybody. But what like what what sticks out the most when you're positive not usually you you won't really notice the negativity but you'll notice the positivity and that will like help you that like it will feed like go into you and help you feed and just become even more positive and so like just like energies like that i just feel like like you know when you're just like it just it could be completely random you don't know this person at all you know you're just walking down the street and you just you just see them and you know they smile you smile and you keep going out that day but it it, it like you know it kind of motivates you to be like you know, it kind of motivates you to be like stronger. Definitely. Yeah. Can I take a pull real quick? Yeah, it's all good. Man. Okay. I'm about to put on a filter. I'm gonna see what you think of it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um. Let's see. What are the other? Oh, we're about to hit that 30 minute mark, man. All right, peoples. We had fun. We're gonna uh, we're gonna head on to uh our second part of it, but you guys won't be able to see it, unless, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> what's up? It's okay, Joe. Joe is just here for the podcast. Let's just FaceTime him. Let's just FaceTime him. <laughs> we'll add you to FaceTime, bro. We'll add you to FaceTime. All right, All right peoples. Thank you. Uh, as long as you show love, we'll stay consistent. Just keep listening on, on Spotify and everything. All right. We're back. We're back. Um, we took a little break, but we're back now. Um, back with D Sleepy. We brought we brought on Josiah. We're trying to get the other Josiah on right now. Let's see if he oh. let's see if he picks up though. Oh, so wait, we still on Instagram? Nah. Oh, okay. Nah, we're not on Instagram. We're on the. We did half. We were doing half and half. So, but yeah. So, continuing the conversation, you know, spirituality. Um, you know, random story times and stuff. Honestly, I wanted to get more into the story times on this part of this because, like, I know that I know that, like, at St. Mary's, we had like we had hella fun times, man. 
we had a fun times. But I want to hear more about the story. Well, we can share some stories about you know St. Mary's, but I want to hear more stories about what's going on in LA, man. Wait, wait, bro. Before we before we continue, I need to catch up with this boy, Danny, bro. Cause <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about too much, but before I knew he was recording, so so now that I know we're recording, we can actually talk. But I'm like, bro, what you been on since we since we, since we graduated, bro? Like, shit. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm on some normal shit compared to when you saw me last. I'm not, you know, I've been, you know, trekked the earth or um, been to hell or back or anything. But, you know, I've definitely grown. Uh, Chapman and uh, Anaheim, Orange County area is really interesting. Um, I think that um, I've grown a lot and I've also... I don't know. I've become a lot more like appreciative and aware of, you know, life. And that's easier for me to uh, navigate through some stuff. Because, you know, I was going through some hard times when I left St. Mary's. Yeah. Not a lot of you. I was going through a breakup. I, uh, just a lot of different stuff, you know. I wasn't feeling solid with a lot of people, if we're gonna put it, if I'm going to put it that way. And, you know, I knew a lot of people cared for me and stuff. But it was just, you know, I didn't feel the most uh, connected with people. And that's kind of hard when you're leaving because usually it's like, oh, you're leaving all these connections and it's sad. But I was sad because I didn't have any connections and I was excited to go make some new ones. So being here has been good. I have a really good friend group, um, guys and girls. We hang out all the time. Um, yeah, it's just a solid group of people who care for me. Been trying to get into cooking a lot more recently. Um, uh, working towards my real estate license. So... That is moves. That is the move, man. Yeah, bro, Danny, it's crazy. You talk about how like I I remember I was in the podcast earlier when you were talking and you was talking about how like you and your girl was together for so long that you kind of like stopped building your other relationships in your life. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of went through the same thing like um, senior year, um, not not senior year, but more specifically in college because. When I was in college, I was with my ex, and we was we was on the phone every night and stuff like that. And I had friends in college. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't really building my connections over there yeah. as much as I could have, and that kind of made me kind of made me sad. I'm like, damn, like this is college. I'm supposed to be like enjoying my life and stuff like that. And so a lot of people think like enjoying life is just like fucking with girls and shit like that, but like it's not that. <laughs> It's like it's just you know having fun you know doing what you want like meeting new people and yeah stuff. So I definitely see what you're saying. And after after we broke up first semester, even though I was still I was sad and stuff like that, it gave me a chance to like meet new people. And and now in second semester, I started meeting new people and just like really showing who I am to the. And I now I have a like I have a solid friend group just like you were saying. Yeah, it's interesting for me because. When I first got to chat in, I was in the dorms, right, with two other guys. And I was actually kind of uh, not in a really good state. I, yeah. I, I was in a depressed state. I wouldn't leave the dorms, wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I'd brush my teeth and shower and stuff, but that was, that was doing the bare minimum, right? Yeah. Oh, fucking 3 p.m. to eat. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being healthy with just... 
I wasn't I wasn't respecting myself in that way, and it was hard because I wasn't leaving the dorms, and um, there was probably a lot of missed opportunities. I will say, right? I'm not gonna look back on it and dwell on it, but um, it kind of took me a while for to get, for me to get out of my shell um, at Chapman. I feel like I'm still in a way doing that. Um, I've realized that since I've come to Chapman, I've become a lot more introverted, and I don't know if that's just me growing. But I'm always the type of person to be at the quiet part of the party or to leave first or uh, just stuff like that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I definitely have noticed. I wouldn't say antisocial behavior because I fucking am social every day, like all day. But there's I'm definitely the first person to like call it quits. And I definitely like it's funny because I'm in a fraternity, right? But what fraternity are you in just for the podcast so they know? It, uh, Phi Kappa Ta. It, it is um, a great fraternity um, here at Chapman. Uh, it's definitely at other schools too, but I love the Chapman guys. haven't met a lot of the other Phi Ta's. And um, yeah, I mean, it's COVID right now, so it's not like we're partying, right? But yeah. like we all things, we have things in our little bubble right um but also at the same time i don't really like i go to the quiet place you know and yeah. now i still love to turn up and listen to loud music and fucking i get drunk way too much <laughs> underage drinking woohoo but uh yeah you know um i I definitely still have a lot more to grow here and on too. Like, um, because I want to be a real estate agent, I've been starting to think, right? Like, I've really been contemplating in my head for the last three months if I'm going to move to New York and fucking leave Chapman. Like, it has been stuck in my fucking head because, like, that's the spot to go if you want to do real estate. But also, like, I don't know if I want to live in the concrete jungle. Like, I'm used to being. I'm used to being close to even in Orange. It feels weird because it's very industrial here uh, in Anaheim, Orange area. So it's like if I want to go to the beach, I can and stuff like that. And I still have that little escape. But I don't know if I'd have that in New York. Like I'm, I'm scared. Central Park isn't enough. Yeah, man, that's interesting, man. Moving to New York, that's that's so different from from California and especially the Bay. I've only been one time, too. So, I don't have a lot to go on, you know? Um, I feel like I'd have to visit again more to really make that final decision, definitely after COVID. Yeah. Uh, even though I have people wanting me to go out there and visit them, uh, my friends and stuff, it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that until it's all COVID safe and stuff like that. So, um but yeah, I think there's it, there's definitely a lot of opportunity there, and I think it would be exciting. Um, but I don't know if it would be the best for me or what I want. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, I feel like for like for for example, like um, I think we were talking about this on our walk the other day, man. Nowadays, for like people, 
you know, who aren't necessarily, like, sure, like, what they want to do, but they want to get money. It's, like, the easiest way to get money is just to pick up a trade and just, you know, grind that way. Like, be an electrician. Like, like people don't... Like, it's, like, not respected in society or something. Like, people just see, oh, you're an electrician. Oh, that's kind of, like, a not respected thing. But, like, dudes making, like, 600 six 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 thousand dollars I mean, not six thousand they're making like six figures in like a year like it's like but i mean like even though you do have to grind like and it's kind of entrepreneurial as well but like it's just like society doesn't idolize uh trades that often anymore or like you know well-paying jobs that you don't have to go to school for i think it's yeah i think the american mind definitely shifted from like the kind of 1900 or the 20 the 20s the 20s wow i'm trying to say the 21st before the 20 <laughs> so stupid that i feel like it switched from the 20th century um kind of mindset of oh have a steady job work towards retirement get the pension i feel like uh, even like i talk uh my econ professor talks about this everyone nowadays wants to be an entrepreneur yeah. right Every, and I don't think that's a bad thing, right? But it's a shift in what people are, in what society, at least American society, we can say, um, for sure, has uh, shifted to more of an entrepreneurial value. Um, where a lot, uh, I mean, it's sad because a lot of businesses fail in the first 10 years that are um, just period. Yeah, but um, also at the same time, I think that there's it's it, like we were ta- talking about before. It ties into the American dream of people. Um, it's definitely shifted to that that becoming almost the American dream way. Wow, yeah. that's true. People have always wanted to start their businesses and stuff, but it's a lot more entrepreneurial now. Yeah, yeah that's um, it's how it's it's shifted like that because. I mean, as late as the 70s, it wasn't like that. I mean, you had plenty of people, like, you know, being electricians and plumbers, factory workers, like, and there was, it wasn't a problem with that. I kind of feel like the reason it's like that now is because social media, everybody, everybody sees a lot of people making a lot of money and stuff like that. Yeah. Right in front of our face. It's right in front of our, it's in our screens, in our bed, bed before we go to sleep. We see that type of stuff. And as everyone envisioning like a lifestyle for them in the future, that that might not be possible. Like every everybody can't everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Like in our society, you know, there are going to be people who have to work for somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's who's going to work for these entrepreneurs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. going to work for them exactly. That's facts. So I mean, like, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I mean, like, there's nothing. I feel just so the podcast knows there's nothing wrong with getting a trade job. In fact, I I encourage it. I encourage it. But at the end of the day, if you don't feel like working for somebody, you know, just you know, take a chance. You know, but there's nothing wrong with having a trade. And in fact, if you have a trade, you could damn near be an entrepreneur yourself. Um, just run that trade yourself. Get a L, get a else. LLC and just make your own company man just do what you want to do but like don't look at it as in you have to sell shit like 
there's there's no there's not much value in like you know selling t-shirts all the fucking time or selling you know products and shit like that all the time and one thing that people don't really think about is that like trades trades will never be able to be replaced by anything in the future like you can't replace plumbing with a robot yeah a lot of trades a lot of i mean a lot of jobs in the future are gonna are probably gonna be replaced by by something mechanical in the future because you know it make like the company can make more money like that yeah like some like a cashier like like so that that can be replaced in the future for sure what do you about a subway worker the person that makes your sandwich <laughs> I, a robot could damn near do that i think a robot could make your fucking sandwich yeah. so i feel like i like i like it when a person makes my sandwich sure but like i also feel like a robot like you know I, it's a new way if you walk into subway and it's like two robots at the bar and they um, like they roll around you know <laughs> yeah, pulling around me like i want some bacon like roll over there like come on yeah like, but, but like, uh, like trades, trades can never be replaced. You know, like I just said, you can't replace a plumber. You can't replace an electrician. Yeah. You know, like you can't replace none of that. And people don't think like that. People are not really thinking for the future. And there's a stigma against getting a trade. And now because everyone's thinking college, 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 you know, yeah. but Michael, like we was talking about the other day is if everyone goes to college, then what's the value of having a college degree? It's pretty low, man. It's pretty low. Because, you know, I think, like, yeah, I understand that because it's, like, sure, like, a lot of people have college degrees, so what's the point? But it's, like, the other day I was watching 2 Chains Most Expensivist, right? Yeah. And he was was at a bee farm. He was at the most expensive bee farm. And this dude said that he was talking to that he got a degree in bee immune a bee immunology. I can't even say it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so many people have degrees, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, at the same time, bro, like, that shit just has inherent value because you're learning more. I'm not yeah. saying, you, like, it's really what you value because it's like, you could also tour, the, I mean, not right now, but you could also tour the world for four years and learn a hell of a lot more in different ways than you'd ever learn from school right it's just what you value and when it comes to someone who is doing their trades like who is doing a trade like yeah bro like fucking you gotta like you gotta do that shit you know like like you have to get that certification you know so and it's the same thing for like you know me being like a real estate dude like i know like probably 10 dudes who I didn't even know they had a fucking lick of sense about real estate and then they went into it and it's like oh do I feel like oh that's gonna sa- I, I, I felt at one point like oh that's gonna oversaturate it for me but I also think at the same time like you know like I don't really think so like if every like if all those dudes work to get their real estate license there's 10 different things inside real estate too yes yeah. There's, that's where it comes to specialization and I think that the more we specialize through education like the more we're able to provide in goods and services which is dope you know like fucking be immune be immune <laughs> yeah yeah 
Nah, but nah, that's true. But I feel like, like right for our generation specifically, like like the COVID generation, I feel like a degree is gonna be so. It's it's, it's not gonna be worthless because a degree is never worthless, but it's gonna be messed up because well while, while we're at home, I feel like none of us are really learning nothing. That is yeah. true. That is true. I, I agree with you, and it's hard because that's where you know it's like. I'm even with this real estate shit. It's online, so I have to teach. I have to basically like teach myself on these online courses. It's not like I have like a class at five p.m. to six fifteen or something like that. I have to like do these classes on my own time and stuff like that. And it's hard, you know. It's hard to feel like I'm retaining the information, and like um, it's hard to. It's it almost feels like that, like you have to almost teach yourself in a way, as opposed to being in that immersive classroom environment. It's a lot more easy to, it's a lot harder to keep yourself accountable. Let's say, yeah, yeah. yeah I but feel that. I don't know. I think that at the same time, like you know, I'm still thankful, bro, because it's like you know. I have a lot of time this semester. I'm only taking three classes, and I kind of wish I was taking more classes because there is a lot of time throughout. The, like I finish class before twelve every single day, so like around lunchtime, I'm already done with classes. Yeah. So I basically have another twelve hours in the day to go fuck off and do whatever I want. Yeah. And also at the same time, like I kind of like that schedule and i like learning and uh that advancement of you know it's kind of like that it's kind of like that cocoon thing that we we're talking about it's like you're growing so like i don't think classes are the reason you grow right yeah. but I that the more you immerse yourself like i'm taking japanese history this fucking semester bro so cool feudal so- era bruh feudal era man Going, it's the class is called from samurai to Pokemon. That is actually the title of the class. I cannot wow. make, bro. That's hella cool. <laughs> wow, so, it's really interesting and it's a hard class, but also at the same time, I'm fucking interested in that shit. And I, I love, I dig that shit up. Like I'm on YouTube half the day because I like learning shit. Yeah, or I'm just watching stupid shit. And sometimes I wish I could like watch something more educational even if it was outside of school environment yeah danny that's interesting you say that because i feel like um because i i kind of have the same problem so to say like i don't have that many classes this semester i'm only taking four mm-hmm. i wanted to take like five but my school's um system for getting classes is kind of slow sometimes so i wasn't able to take the classes that i want but it's good but i needed to find ways to for me i needed to find ways to do more in the day like i still do a lot of things in my day I, you know i work out every day i try to cook food i i still learn by reading on you know i try to immerse myself in another type of way but you know i got a job like that this week so i was trying to do something to keep myself more active and talking about your history point i feel it kind of annoys me because because i love history and i hate i've always hated when people be like oh my god this stuff is so boring and stuff like that and and the thing is 
a lot of the history that we're taught in school is boring because it doesn't really apply to, to us. It, it's not really, it's not really for, it's not really for us. It's not the, the true history, so to say. Yeah. And like when I was younger, I was fascinated by history, and that's something that's always been with me. So I. I, I had a good aptitude for understanding it because I understood all the terms and shit like that. I remember Bird's class. Yeah, yeah. If, like, a lot of stuff in Bird's class, I was learning at the same rate as you guys. I was learning it this, at the same time. But since I had a, a, a bigger understanding of the vocabulary and all the historical stuff, I was able to, to, to do good on the test. Killing it, yeah. Yeah, I was killing it. And it was interesting. Like the best student in the class. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, bro, Danny, bro, when I tell you, I did not study for any test in that class, bro. I did none of it. <laughs> and I was getting a 50 out of 50s. I remember everybody was like, oh, my God, Josiah, what? Because I, I I came in a sophomore year because we didn't have, have history freshman year. And I was a history buff at, at St. Leo's. And I told everyone, like, next, like, when we have world history, I'm going to shine. <laughs> I'm going to let them know what I do. I remember... I, I, <laughs> I remember Bert was telling the football coaches he was like he was like he, he didn't say it to me but I just heard it around he was like man that dude, that dude Josiah really good at history man like he's really good at that and I remember Coach Miter called me and was like hey I heard you really good at history man I heard you really smart and I'd be like yeah yeah but but what I was trying to get to is that history can be really interesting if it's if if you're immersed in it like you were saying your Japanese history class like that stuff is interesting like that title from. From samurai to Pokemon. Yeah, that sounds that like, sounds that sounds immaculate, man. Like it just you in. No I, matter how hard the class is, you're like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about the Tokugawa period. Uh, yes. And I'm learning about uh the women of me I'm reading a book called The Women of Mito Domain, which is talking about just like ancient samurai and Japanese culture. It's it's cool, but also it's it's lengthy, you know? It's yeah. it's not the easiest to get through in one sitting but it's interesting as fuck yeah you guys want to hear something funny or not yeah. interesting yeah not funny um so you know how women wear white for um like weddings yeah, yeah. so back in the day it was a culture where women started wearing white in weddings in japanese weddings this was like way back in the day right because it symbolized the wife molding to the husband in the husband's family. So basically, it ba- like it meant like I'm not bringing any of my own style in or any of my like y- I'm being molded by you, by the husband and the husband's family, mother-in-law and the father-in-law and all that. So wearing white meant back in the day, like I like I am I am like yours, like yours to like shape you know yeah and it's kind of crazy because it's like just even thinking about that now like marriage and stuff like that like it's interesting because also you wouldn't have thought there that uh divorce rates were really high back in that period too and this was and this was and it, it is interesting because in other places like you know if the wife got divorced it's like off with your head and stuff like that but just to see how Japanese culture works, it's interesting. And I wonder, like, you know, women still wear whiteout weddings in America. Like, where did that come from, you know? Like, did that come from this long line of culture that, you know, I, I, I don't know how to describe hmm. it, but it makes you think about, like, daily life in different ways, you know? Like, 
fucking you see a wedding picture of like on shade room or something like that or world star and it's like you know I, i'm just because i'm not at weddings right yeah um and it's like it's just interesting because i can, you can just that brings a whole new light to something that is just kind of you would just glance over it's like it's almost like why is the sky blue or something like that you know yeah. why is the dress white Man, that's crazy because when everything that we do as a society comes from some type of history and people like things just don't happen. Nah, like, bro. Like, don't come to be just because like there's a history behind everything. That's why my stuff Eric has racist undertones. Yeah. Because stuff is his is from the past. Like it didn't just happen, like that shit just didn't appear. Yeah. It comes from something. That's what I try to describe to some of my white friends here. Um, like, when that comes with, like, especially when that comes with, like, uh, race issues and talking about race now. Like, fucking, you know, like, I don't know if you guys know the guy. Uh, I think it's Emmanuel Akko, or it's Ako or Akko. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, I think it's Akko, um, if I'm trying to get correct, but... He has this series on YouTube called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And he invites everyone from, like, fucking Roger Goodell to fucking Matthew McConaughey to interracial families to all these types of things. And, you know, I I try and have these conversations with um, some of my white friends. And it's like, they don't understand necessarily, like... I think it's just a lack of education, not a lack of empathy. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, like, fuck, like, they'll see, like, like, the riots and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that comes from something, bro. Like, you know, like, there's a deep, like, there's deep, like, and it's the same thing where it's like, I don't know, I think it's tough for people. Like, I think there's a lot of forgotten history. Um, and I think that comes with things like the fucking, why is the wedding dress white? And I think that also comes with our daily lives too. Like, I don't think anyone's like actually forgetting 1960s and fucking Martin Luther King and, uh, Martin X like that. Like, I don't think the average white person's like actually forgetting that, but I think they become ignorant to a lot of things, you know? Yeah. And it's like Emmanuel Aiko said, like, what is, he said such a, such a good quote. He's like, proximity breeds understanding and distance breeds fear and i think that's like hmm. i it's like that with so many fucking things whether we're talking about race or not like he said like he, uh, another example he says is like i got bit by a dog when i was like eight years old and in my entire life until i was 30 years old i was scared of dogs until my sister got a dog and it took me that long to have an, a friendly, normal interaction with the dog to understand that, like, fucking, there's no reason to be scared of dogs, you know? Yeah. And it's just like that with a lot of things. Like we're, like, we're scared to do so many things or we're scared of things, you know? But I think it's kind of just seeking that discomfort. Yeah, I, I could go on and on about that topic. Yeah. I feel um like that re that relates to you really well because like you like you've been around black people all your life. <laughs> like, you know, like St. Mary's and stuff like that. It was a lot of black people there. You had a lot of black 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Friends and stuff like that. So, so you understand our struggle more. You, and you guys want to hear something funny? This can make right. the pastor and can. I don't care. Uh, um, so it was, I think, last year. Ada texted me, or no, it was like during COVID. Ada texted me out of nowhere. I have not talked to her in a long time since high school. And she was like, I always viewed you as someone who respects and loved black culture. Like, why haven't I been seeing you post stuff? Why haven't I been seeing you talk more about it? And, you know, I was a little, you know, I was, it was an interesting conversation. I was a little taken aback by it because I had to think about it for a second. And then I responded to her. I was like, this is this is what I mean. I, I don't know if we still have it saved in there or whatnot, but I said to her, I'm trying to listen more than I'm trying to speak. Mm. Right. Um, right. As, mm. J, as J. Cole says, like, uh, fucking what, what is he saying? Uh, he says, I'm on some fucker retweet. Most people is sheep. You got all the answers, but how are you going to reach? I love that because it's like, you know, I could repost the same thing I've seen five people post on my on my feed right and i think awareness is a huge media is the television nowadays it's so good but you know i'm also it's like i'm trying to listen right now and she's like i I said that to her and she's like well have you signed any petitions she was like calling me out you know and (laughs) i didn't know how to respond she's like have you signed any petitions and i honestly responded so i said i said no i haven't can you send me some and she didn't and it's like, it's like, I'm so fucking down to have these conversations. I'm so down to do anything I can to have an uncomfortable conversation with my friend who doesn't want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always about that, but I, I don't, you know, it's like, I want to, I want to do better in certain, in certain ways. And I don't know how, and yeah. that's hard as being a white man. And but it's like, yeah, bro, fucking, I feel like I understand more than a lot of fucking people just by being around all different races growing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's really like, I, I feel like that, like that right there, what you said, like, honestly, is probably like one of the most like perfect things. Cause I was talking about this today in the car. Like, like I feel like kind of uncomfortable when I see like, you know, black history is Amer- is like, is like American history. Like, like, yeah, I understand that. But I mean, like, that's kind of like, that's kind of like kind of taken away from like the the purpose of Black history. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, we understand that like you know we're no longer like being seen as like nothing. You know like we're like our inventions are and our like our history is like being seen as something. But like I feel like that's kind of taken away from our identity a little bit. And so like what you're saying is like I think it's perfect. Like I like, honestly in my in, like like my eyes, I feel like that's like the perfect thing like to be there and listen instead of having to like always be in the spotlight and i want to say another thing too because it's like you feel like you almost said like you lost a part of your identity i'll talk to a lot of white uh chapman kids and stuff like even when i have these uncomfortable conversations even with people who want to have them right yeah 
I get the sense that they don't say it outright, but some people, certain people have this notion. It's like, oh, well, I don't see color. And it's like, no, it's like, you should see color and the beauty in it. Like, that, that, you get what I'm saying? It's not like, it's not, it's like I have my one friend, he's like, oh, like, I'll hand a person money on the street. I don't care if they're white or they're black or they're Mexican or they're Asian. I was like, I was like that's, I was like, cool, great, like, great. Thumbs up. Thumbs up to you. Yeah. Here's but cookie. also at the same time, bro, like, it's not about not seeing color. It's about seeing color and appreciating it. Man. I think that that's what gets lost on a lot of people, especially in this whole, like, ev- everyone's trying to be careful where they step white people and what they say or what they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, like, you, you want to see color. Like, it's a good thing. Like, you want, like, you, like... It, Shit's not black and white. Life's a rainbow, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really true, bro. Like that that's explained really well. And I'm glad you're able to explain to your friends over there, like like all those things and how you feel because, like it's it's not necessarily their fault for feeling that way. They haven't been around, they haven't been around any black people, you know. They don't understand that stuff, you know. I can give an example, like my one friend. He can't understand, right? But he also grew up around all Mexicans because he uh, he lives out by Napa. I did I never knew him before college. Yeah. But bro, and his dad owns a winery, and he worked on the field with all. He speaks fluent Spanish, like down to the bone. Yeah. And he can understand that in a way that I can never, right? Yeah. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? But then I'll say something to him, and from. My experiences, I'm not saying everything I say is right or all that, but, you know, I'll tell him that I believe is my truth or understanding of the truth, not my truth, but my understanding of the truth of reality, right? Yeah. I'm not saying, like, happened to me, like, when people say my truth, that you, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I try to explain like that, and I can try and, like, you know, I can see it, it's positionality, like you say, it's like, they didn't they didn't grow up in that environment so how the fuck are they supposed to know without like i how can i like teach them without fucking like being a dick about it or shunning them you know yeah because it's not about shame it's about education i mean bro like i think it's really good that you can do that because like if anyone's gonna have those conversations with them it should be you a white person because a black person they're not gonna be any remote they're not gonna be honest at all about about how they feel you know that they'll at least feel more comfortable with you talking about that type of stuff like a man like you know like emmanuel echo says like he he has a talk with the petaluma police and he says like even right now in this conversation like i'm among like there's like 20 white men in this room and i'm among three black men or three man. black people you know and it's like and that's kind of a struggle it's like i'm not trying like I'm not trying to be like the classic like white savior in shining armor like trying <laughs> you know that's uh, I, I think that can get corny real fast and real quick definitely yeah. I'm just I'm just a person who cares about everyone you know like y'all even hear shit where it's like there's just a problem with too many white people at Chapman who feel too comfortable if you get what i'm saying yeah like and it's like if there was a person of color here like 
would you be saying that? And it's not like every, it's not like I'll go to an, I'll go over to a friend's house and everyone's throwing around the N word or stuff like that. It's not like that, but it's just, it's just ignorance that you see, right? And just like growing up in different environments where stuff wasn't talked about or stuff was okay, or the bread didn't get his ass beat because he said that in front of someone. He was in front of all of his fucking uh high school friends and stuff like that you you know what i'm saying so it they just never learned in that same way or had that experience in that same way so it's like how can you judge them it's just how you say it in a good way like that yeah man that's that's so interesting and i want to go back to the part where you said like what you when you said like i'm i'm listening everything that's going on i feel like that's something people need to do more often i feel like a lot of time People just want to argue, argue, argue without listening to the other side of the coin, you know? And there's something that I've really come to realize in the past few months. Because you know, I'm, I, I'm, I consider myself a liberal-minded person when I think of, when I'm on the political spectrum. But there's, like, the liberal ideology isn't 100% correct, you know, in terms of, like, solving, in terms of solving things. And... Obviously, people know this. People know everything is, but that's not how we move in our society. And I have a at Howard. I have a friend, one of my best friends at Howard, who's who's conservative. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel bad for him because he has to like, be in the closet about his views, you know. And and I'm like, when I talk to him, I I listen, I listen, and he says I like a lot of a lot of good stuff. Like, because you got to understand, everybody. In this country, so, okay, some people have bad intentions. Everyone has, people on both sides have bad intentions. But a lot of people want to get to the same ground. We just have a different way of getting there. And yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. And if we just listen to each other, this problem is solved, but no one's listening. It could I, all be solved. I don't really feel that. Like, I think it's an issue where. It's, I mean, if we're going to talk about history, I, I know you fuck it. We talk about this all the time, and uh, we talked about this all the time in high school, at least. Uh, George Washington, the party system, right? He talked about how that was going to destroy American politics. And, you know, I think if it's Warriors versus Cavs or fucking Lakers versus Nets, if you want to get more, uh, more, more, uh, where we're at now you know i think that's healthy i think that's great you know if people's feelings get hurt and there's stuff happen, like it happens but when it comes to this huge like it gets unhealthy um and i feel like just aside from politics because that's a whole rabbit hole uh it's drama man it's drama and there's just divisiveness in a, in a big way. Like, I just remember, like, fucking thinking it back to, like, Berkeley High. You know, like, I had a lot of friends that go to Berkeley High. Um, and that shit is, like, segregated. It's weird and scary. And then I think about some shit like St. Mary's, bro. And it's like, you know, like, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like... It's there's definitely it's just weird seeing these different dynamics that play out and um, 
Yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I don't know. I just think, like, I that's such an interesting, like, you know, like, we're so close in a lot of ways, but it's like, bro, there's still, like, like, we're in Berkeley, bro. You know? Like, we're talking about Berkeley. Yeah. 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 We're not talking about Alabama. That's crazy, <laughs> bro. I think about, and it's funny, like, in Berkeley, the, the freaking liberal capital of the world, and you have segregation like not not like segregation, segregation. It's, it, no it's self-segregation it's self-segregation yes societal like, like, self-segregation it, it's an unspoken thing for it's like like groups don't mingle a lot you know of course like i know a bunch of black dudes who hung out with a bunch of the fucking white thotties from berkeley high and all that it's not like you know it's yeah it's, it's not that that clear cut but in a way when you zoom out it is yeah. yeah, bro, it's funny, kind of funny you say that because I kind of feel like it was like that at St. Mary's a little bit. I think, I I feel like, I know you noticed this, Danny, at lunch. Yeah. We, like, all the black people and then the people who was friends with black people, we, we would be on the side by, like, by, um... By the, there's, like, the right, what's it called? There's, like, the lunch line right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know then, like, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I only went there for one year. That's what's yeah, crazy. That's what we would eat. But on the other side, it was it was all the white people over there, and it's kind of crazy that type of self segregation would happen. It was like that all four years of high school for me. Even as we started to like leave campus and go off to lunch, the the, the, the grades below us they would do the same thing, and it's like that now. It, it happened for me. It happened in sophomore year because I remember freshman year that one table. It was just fucking. All the boys. It was yeah. all the freshmen. And we were just like on Madden Mobile or we were oh. doing whatever. And like that it felt it felt like a fucking community of boys. Almost like like a South Park episode where they all like you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? where it's like the boys, you know, where it's like all the boys bro. That that's what it felt like. All the freshman boys were like kinda not all of them, right? There was fucking Harlins and people, right? <laughs> Um, it was like the, you know, there was like the boys and I feel like as we grew and that's natural, right? But yeah, I, I can definitely see that too. And I, 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 I can definitely see that, but I also feel that like, you remember, I don't know if you remember this when we were at St. Mary's, they got some fucking national award for being like in the top five most diverse schools in the nation. That was crazy. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And, so, and what was crazy about that was like that same year, I think Albany was like up there too. And I was like, there's only like 4% black people here. So what do you guys see? Like, what do you guys count as diversity? I think that at fucking St. Mary's? No, 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 no. At, at Albany. Albany. Uh, Albany, yeah. yeah. Albany is mostly Asian and white people. Yeah. Four percent black. Yeah. I went to I used to hang out with a bunch of people at Albany Middle who then went to Albany High. So I I remember seeing you at Albany at Albany um a couple of times too. That's what was funny. I did that those were those you talk about a metamorphosis. That was a completely different Danny. That was that was a funny time, dude. (laughs) I wanna put you guys to this put you guys onto this artist I think you guys will really like. Put us on, put us on. Put the podcast on too, man. Um, his name is Lancey Foe. He's a UK artist. He works... Do you guys know who Skepta is? Yeah. Yeah, Skepta? So, he's part of like... I, 
I don't know Skepta like that. I don't know if Skepta has a crew or something like that. But all I know is he hangs out with him all the time. They're like, Skepta mentioned hella songs. They do a bunch of shit together. He is... It's funny, because I feel like Playboy Cardi's gotten so much dirt on his name recently that if you say a comparison... And so many people like him, too, that this almost sounds like a terrible plug towards him but he's like a uk playboy cardi wow. <laughs> so um super dope um he dropped the album like a year ago called friend or foe uh play on his name lancy foe yeah. uh, um and yeah fucking whether it's on the podcast i was gonna play some shit off the podcast because i don't know if it can make it on whatever right. but we just, I mean, honestly, right now, I got some stuff in the background. You have a particular song? I could I could put it wait, on right now. Wait, hold on, wait, before we, I just want to, like, I want to talk about this. I just want to commend this dude, Danny. Danny, you've, you've been on Larry June for hella long, bro. <laughs> no, Yo, wait, hold on, let's take a time off of that. You, bro, he, I, 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 I got a story time for this one. How's that? I got wait, a story bro, time. I just, like, Danny been on Larry June for years, bro. <laughs> So He's been on Larry so June. I remember it. Let me... sleeping. And then he just slowly, 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 slowly. Built, he grinded to get to where people are fucking know his name. Where Snoop Dogg's playing him in the car. Bro, like, bro, Danny, bro. Me and Michael, bro. Like, Larry June is like our favorite rapper, bro. Like, I, I found, I got put on the Larry like in 2019. And... The first song that I heard by him, I was like, bro, like this, this is my rapper, bro. This- I'll, I'll put you guys on this old Larry. I love him because it's like he's so unique, right? Like he's not like any like like he has that old style pimp flow the way yeah. it goes in, but he's also got that smoothie R and B ness to him. Like his beat selection alone kills the game. Yeah, <laughs> and and when it comes to how he goes in on it, it's like. It's funny because it's like, you know how, I, I hate to make this comparison, but you know how Blueface was so popping originally because he had that kind of off tone, like, he yeah. was off, and, and then it got old. Larry June found something that doesn't get old. Yeah. yeah. He just fucking, I don't know. It, it, he oh, If you listen to, I listen to so much Larry June that some of his songs can sound similar. Yeah. Certain ones, if you play back, like, from even from different albums i'm not talking about like the same album because he'll put some trap shit some soul shit on the same stuff but he yeah he's every time i met him dude he's just he's amazing like danny bro like it's gotten to a point for me like i don't even view larry as a rapper no more like he's he's, he's more than a rapper to me like uh, he's damn near like, like a cultural icon i'd be saying yeah. like he's a bay legend he is like his music, it's just—it's more than rap to me. Like he, he really speaks. He speaks the stuff that I try to do, and like he, like keep going, bro. I, that's like that's my motto now. That's literally my motto in my life. Just keep going. Uh, I have fucking here. Let's see. Look at this. Speaking of Larry June, bro, he got blue healthy. I I want you to understand for the podcast for the podcast Danny has a blue healthy sweatshirt 
I want you guys to understand. That's those are one of the first healthy sweatshirts to come out. I also that, got the shorts too, the basketball shorts, the green. Oh, Alright, Danny. Yes. Oh, Danny, bro, you don't know. I've been thinking to freaking talk to you about this for the longest. Cause I remember Larry June posted um on his on his Instagram. He posted August twelfth, and I saw you in the comments. And I'm like, and and you and you said you said, man, I remember when this came out. And then I thought about it. I'm like. Danny used to talk about Larry June like a few years ago. I feel like I vaguely remember you like posting him and stuff like that. Bro, I got a story time for this, man. So I remember like freshman year, we were uh we were we were on our way to Lawson's class. Cause I remember me and Danny had had Lawson together in freshman year. And so so it so we're standing outside of Lawson's class and, and Danny's just bumping something. And I'm just like, Danny, what you listening to, man? And so he gives me he gives one of his earphones. I'm like. I'm like, okay. I'm like, who's this? He said Larry June. So I go home. I look him up. I'm like, I'm listening to him. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see the appeal. I don't see the appeal. Bro, you lying? Bro. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I go That's home. I listen to it. Real. I, fuck, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, was, I listened to it. I was like, I don't, I don't know what the appeal is. I don't know. I guess I really didn't like, you know, listen. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it was. I just wasn't like really listening to rap. It's, I was really on that, if you're not J. Cole, if you're not Kendrick Lamar at that point in time, I don't want to fuck with you. It was on Art Michael's stage. I mean, Danny, I'm curious, bro. Like, what do you what do you think of Larry June's older music compared to now? Because I personally, I don't really like his older stuff, like his really older stuff like that. I like I like August 12th, I though. mean, there's gems hidden in there, right? Like, yeah. when it comes to the shit that, like, here, let me look back, because we're on FaceTime, so I can look back. I know, uh, I know for a fact though. Like, like four deep, like four deep. That that that's almost almost every song on there is a is like is is, is down there a banger. When it comes to here, let's see. Yeah, the oldest shit I have by Larry is in 2015. That's when I started listening to him. So six okay. years ago, I think what really changed it for me was 2017. Larry really started to like up his game and seriously become. That's when he dropped the Larry EP. Or I that remember, Larry I remember first finding that. That was like uh, that was like August last year because I was going on like a Larry grind, and I found August twelfth. I found expensive lemonade. Yeah. Found all those like like the little singles, and I found that EP, and I was like, "What did I just find?" Yeah, there's so many gems I could put you guys onto, I'm sure. Fucking Larry has... There's a lot of shit you guys would fuck with. I'm sure you guys haven't heard from him that I... They would just send me in a blast to the past, honestly. Um, but yeah, fucking... I think that what really changed is when he realized... Because he used to be on his trap shit. He went by... Like, Trap Larry was another one of his names. Yeah, Because yeah. he's fucking... Pimps girls in Las Vegas, and he sells drugs, and all that. Yeah. So that was kind of he was on that like banging shit, and then he switched. I don't remember what was I think it was the one with the uh, oh, it's the one with oranges and pineapples on it, and um, very very peaceful, very peaceful. I think yeah. When, yeah. When he dropped very peaceful, that's when the first time he really switched the R and B sound. He had little hints of it even back in 2015. I'll play you R and B kind of track he made and shit like that. He has hints of it, but that's when he really like made it 
part of his sound. That's what he made it his sound. And because there's still parts of the albums he even drops today where it's still trap, Larry. Exactly. But also at the same time, he's grown to the point where that's not his sound anymore. He's he's so Larry. Like I remember back in the day, he would post stuff on his uh, Instagram and he'd do an Instagram poll and he'd say, "Which do you want next, trap, Larry, so Larry?" Like like it's distinctive for him in the way that he thinks about it. Like it's two different genres and ways of approaching it for him so he'll still do mixes of it but like when he realized that a lot of people were fucking with that 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 pierre you're playing yeah <laughs> <laughs> like like that i don't know how to describe it because it's like it's almost like it's an old sound but it's like a new generation of the old sound. Yeah, it's that P funk, man. It's that P funk. Like, that's the thing. I like. I love that. I love. I love old school music and stuff like that. And when I when I got a rapper who raps on those type of beats consistently, I love that even more. And and Larry, he, it's it's funny because like that sound, like it's it's not mainstream, but there are a lot of people who love that type of music. But it's just like more like underground type. And he's Currency. getting the, like, like my roommate. He lives in Houston. Shout out LJ. He was he was driving today. He, he tell he told me this today. He's like they play like Larry June's whole album with Harry Fry. Like keep going in Houston. Like, yeah. And, yeah, Larry Larry got love out in out in Houston. Larry's like world like nationwide. I'll say at least. Yeah, like, like, like he was saying like like I I was like a playoff like okay I was like a playoff. What the, what the dude was saying on the radio but he was like he's like if you want to get your swingers ready if, if you've been swinging since 1990 some you're gonna love this larry june like and he was really getting into it like yeah that's the type of sound that they like in the south and larry june appeals to that and larry the way he goes in is like it's unique you know it's not it's not low whatever right it's not it's not predictable in the way where he's coming in and it's like it's fresh in yeah. the way coming in it's not you can't group it into an easy label right like yeah. you, can't, you can't you can't say oh he's a soundcloud rapper always oh, an old head rapper always oh, this always oh, that because always oh, always oh, a trap rapper uh he makes trap music like you can't say like you can't say any of those things definitely about him. And that's the beauty of it because he's like, it, it, it's, it's, he, he can do it all. Yeah. Exactly. And it kind of annoys me when people like say his music all sounds the same and stuff like that. You know, it kind of annoys me because I listen to Larry so much. And I, I hate when people say that because, you know, to me, it doesn't sound like that. His music really speaks to me and he's talking about something valuable. Yeah, he's, he's really spitting about real life shit, and I I don't like when people disrespect him. I mean, everybody's entitled to what they to what they want to listen to, but you know, I, he's just more than a rapper to me, honestly. Yeah. Yo, you know what you guys would fuck with? Uh, so, I, it's the outro. I can't remember. It's like whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you know I can't yeah. provide. You know what I mean? No, so, just dropped a. Uh, it's not out yet on streaming platforms, but he dropped it on YouTube. Let it breathe. The video. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. So fucking good. It has like a little intro for uh, brand new 911, which is another song he's gonna drop. 
but uh, the song is the same sample from that whatever you want. Okay, <laughs> bet, bet. bet. And it's 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 really cool. Um, yeah, it's just I, I like it. Um, hey, yeah. hey, and Danny, speaking of Larry June, do you you mess with uh, Jay Worthy? Yeah, I fuck with Jay Worthy. <laughs> I haven't I haven't like dove deep into him, but yeah, I fuck with him a bunch. Like fuck yeah. it. Uh, me and Jay listen to him and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean Michael. No, I've I've dove real deep into Jay Worthy. Like I like I I love because he has the same type of old school sound in his music. So I, I've listened to all his albums and stuff like that. And it's funny because Michael even got on live with him. Yeah, I went live. I went live with Jay Worthy one time, man. Yeah. I played him. I played him the prologue before it dropped. That's what's up. And he was like, he was like, he was fucking with it, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is this is how I know, like, like at that moment, that's when I knew I was like, okay, maybe I might be able to do something with this album. Yeah, bro, I was about to drop some shit with Lil B. I just haven't recorded it. Wait, with Lil B? Yeah, he, I have his phone number. It's crazy. I uh, I got his phone number and. Like, I had a full-ass conversation with him. He said to me, he's like, reach out to me anytime you need, bro. Like, fucking, he's like, call or text me even if you just, like, are feeling sad. Like, just hit me up. I have him saved in all caps uh, on my contact, Lil B Base God. <laughs> he's, he's dope, dude. He shows love. Um, even if he posts feet pics and fucking girl <laughs> and name on him all day. Uh, he's dope, and I fuck with him. He is, so. man. I yeah. remember, I remember the first time I listened to Lil B. The first time I listened to Lil B was actually pretty recent. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was Fair Chance by uh Thundercat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thundercat and Ty Dolla. Yeah, that was a good song, and it made me really look into him. I was like, wow, he actually has a pretty good like discography. And I actually learned that he went to Albany High at one point. Yeah, dude, he's, he still lives in Berkeley. That's crazy. Man, That's crazy. Danny, I know something that that I will not not regret because I didn't make it, but I, I wish the song with uh you and Dan came out. Which one? Remember um it was on that it was on that old school beat, uh, ooh, uh it did. did it? Yes. yes, yes, I remember when that dropped. On SoundCloud. Always say your mansions, get out my section. Need my moolah like they need direction. Family got poor benzes. Can't pretend this yeah, like the life is treacherous. Cross dimensions, it's a new perspective. Land of the blind. Media controlling all our minds. Double G shining. Yeah, fucking. Wait, wait, what was that song called again? Change My Ways. Featuring Change My Ways, that song did drop. Oh my God, I couldn't remember. That, that, beat, that beat was damn near legendary. I'm not even going to hold you. I was, bro, I was, bro. I listened to that. I listened to that song probably about four or five times just to listen to the beat and like just listen to the beat. I was just like, I was like, who made this? I was, I was like, who bro, made this? Story that I have to tell off the podcast. If uh, if I'll tell you how I got that beat, <laughs> bro. That I was waiting. I forgot it even dropped. Dan was catting on it. He like because he had a. Full ass home studio 
but for some reason would never let me come over to record my verse or my part of the song. Yeah. It was like, bro, you have a full-ass setup, and I don't have anywhere to record, and there's a solution to my problem, which is the person on my song. <laughs> and it st- I had to rent a studio and invite him. On th- I had to coordinate a time where the studio was open when Dan was for surely free and it was just like it was a mess but wait when did y'all record that fuck wait it was was it 2019 because I feel like I remember yeah, I think that I was, that was, was, that was definitely it, senior it, year uh, it was sophomore it was like leading into junior year really I thought it was I thought I was like okay I'm looking at the song right now. I see that it came out in uh, 20, 2019. That's yeah. when I, that's when your little EP came out. Yeah, I still get like probably like five plays a week. For real? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder who's listening to it. Honestly, I haven't dropped anything in a long time, and it's. I don't think I'm not like I'm proud enough of my music to where I'm not gonna delete it. Like I'll never delete it. Yeah. Also, at the same time, like, I don't think I'm good. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, fucking... That's not, like... It's a, it's a passion. Like, I have two times as many songs in the vault that I wrote that I never released than I have out, you know? It's more just something I like doing. And it's also just a hassle to, like... Because easy access to a studio, let alone someone who's going to mix and master your song so it doesn't sound like complete shit... <laughs> you know, yeah. right now on the radio when you put it on, you know, your car radio. Um, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I completely understand because even when I'm trying to make music, I'd be like, I got all I have is this microphone I record podcasts with and a uh, closet. Like, I <laughs> like, and I, and since I don't like using uh, Logic because of, you know, um, I didn't buy it, <laughs> probably shouldn't be saying it on a podcast, but. Um, you know, uh, since I didn't, you know, buy it, so I only use GarageBand, and that shit's, <laughs> that's pretty trash, but, I mean, the fact that I was able to do what I did on, you know, with this, you know, what, what I do with, with, you know what I'm saying, like, like, the fact that I'm able to do all the shit that I can do is, like, it's kind of amazing to me, so I'm proud of it, and it's kind of hard because, like, you gotta train yourself how to mix and master I remember you using GarageBand when I first fucking met you, Mike. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. I remember Mike used to be in theater turning up. <laughs> bringing his beats to class. Bro, I used to bring, beat, bring beats on my iPad, bro. I remember, that was that was when that was when Chris that was when Chris was like, oh, so this, he was like he was like oh, so this dude's in, he's he he's a newbie. He's he's like a newbie, bro. <laughs> that was when that was when everybody was just learning about Fruit Loops. And I was just completely out the loop. I was just like. Fruit Loops? Yeah, I remember TJ downloaded me and or pirated a version of Fruit Loops for me that I used to make some shit. That shit long gone on my old computer, but uh, yeah, I made some cool shit on there. I uh, one of my favorite songs to this day I made on there. I made the beat and all that myself. It's like a very sad song, but it's also one of my best works. I think. Wow. 
I just honestly, it's crazy because one of my best works, or at least a, a project that I never dropped, and you guys will probably never hear this project. Um, I lost everything on my computer, so I had Joey send it to me literally yesterday. And honestly, I'm I, like I'm really proud of it because like it just showed my progression of like how I went from just like making anything to strictly jazz and you know just having a, like a concentrated you know vision on music. Yeah, bro, I feel it. This is damn two different podcasts at this point. I'm probably gonna split them. <laughs> I'm probably gonna split them back up. But I mean, like honestly, this is, this is a good podcast. But I want to get more into story time, man. I want to hear some. I want to hear some stories, if we have time, man. If if you uh, guys have time. Uh, fuck story time. I always think you brought up two faculty. I don't know if this should make it onto a podcast, but I'm out of fucking married, so I don't rat's ass, but <laughs> you brought Bert, and I will always remember who was the guy who talked like this. Oh, Filson. Um, <laughs> when Filson spilled the beans to someone and told them that he used to fucking hit bong rips with Bert because they were in the same <laughs> they used to take bong rips you know where the so like you know like where I used to eat with Oliver and them on the <laughs> stick and no I know this was later Joey do you remember um outside the gym where you walk it you know what I'm talking about like where you're like walking out and then when you, we'd be on the right on those stairs um yeah by the cross no, 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 no. No, you're talking about by a football field, right? No, I'm talking about, like, uh, like, by the locker room. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Those stairs, you remember later? Oh, with the gate, by the gate. Yeah, they would smoke right there. They would smoke <laughs> right there back in the day. Bert and fucking Filson. When was this? Back when they were in high school at St. Mary's. <laughs> Oh, back when they was at school. Yeah. Damn. That is dank. In between <laughs> classes, they would take bong hits in between classes on St. Mary's at right where we stood. Or right where we ate lunch. That is wow. insane, bro. And also, what? okay, I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but fucking, there's two things. What was her name? The Spanish teacher who was there for like two years, the white one, um, Miss. Oh. I only remember Fig. I only it's, remember Fig. Ah, uh, uh, shoot! I remember. I know who you're talking about. White, uh, the white one who went to like fucking Africa after. Yes. Oh my God. What was her name? Oh, dude, what was her name? Like, her <laughs> all night. Her name began with a C. C. Man, oh, my God. Bro, I can't remember her name. She fucked Sanjay was the rumor. Oh, I remember that rumor. <laughs> her name, bro. <laughs> I remember that rumor. What? She fucked Sanjay was the rumor, and then Banks found out because Banks was also the coach, Sanjay's coach. Yes, he was a football coach for like uh, 
before he fully transitioned, I remember that was when Sanjay was still there because he was still part time coach. I remember. Yeah, he was. He was right under Banks. He was right and under Banks. Fucking, and then Banks found out, and she like. It was like a quiet thing where like she like left, you know. She like didn't get fired, but she got like fired. <laughs> oh, it's like on the back of my mind. Why can't what? I? What? Oh, I can't remember her name. That's Manny. <laughs> that is Manny. Yeah. Yo, bro, I know you remember. I know you guys remember Miss Pelilio. Yes. Bro, Danny, yes. that's how we met. I literally was gonna say that Panther Paws, bro. Yeah, that is. Oh my gosh. I think he wasn't in Panther Paws. I was. No, you weren't. Well, what year? I'm talking about the year before we all. I think it was eighth grade summer. The, going into high school. Yes. Freshman, yes. You was Panther Paws. Yes, I was. Wasn't Jay in it? Yes. Michael, you were not. You I was. I'm gonna tell you, you why. I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna tell you why I know this because everybody else had to do that all the math classes and shit because they had they did bad on the HSPT and shit. So the rest of us who were in summer school went to Panther Paws because we all did okay with it. Bro, I do not remember you in Panther Paws. I remember. I remember distinctly because that's how I started talking to. Uh, let me wait. Let me. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, nah, damn. I remember one. You said what? Is the podcast or off? It's on. It's on. I had to. I paused it for a second. I paused. The only people I remember in that class was Danny, Jay, and Neil Simmons. <laughs> Wait, now, now I actually have a story time. Okay, okay. So, so back when I was back when I had just got the Panther Paws, I was like kind of friends with her, and um. So initially, I had asked. I, I was thinking I was asking her to the movies, but when I looked at the text message, it said I was asking the other one out. <laughs> so I just went along with it. What's the meal? Uh, Simmons. But I. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that one. I thought I was. I thought I was asking her out, but it, it turned out I was asking. Oh. Yeah. So I, when I looked at it, I don't. I don't know what I was on. But I think I think it was just unsaved text message. I think I didn't save either one of the text messages, like their numbers. So I was so when I got the yes, I got back to school. I got to I got to school the next day, and they were, and she was like, "So are we going to the movies?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Dude, that's some classic Mike shit. <laughs> Danny, Danny, bro, I still got the picture of all of us. I remember that one picture we took. Um, I think it was like me, you, Jay, Trent, Demiri, Kurt. Yeah, bro. I, Instagram. Yeah, it's on your Instagram. Yeah, bro. It's Blake. That is crazy, bro. That was that was before high school. Yeah, that was Trent, bro. <laughs> I remember Trent was in that shit too. That's Man. Crazy. That's, bro, it was, I'm looking at the picture right now, Trent, Demary, Keith, you, Kurt, Blake, Josh Sanders, Jake, man, we was young niggas. <laughs> bro, I look back on that, that was like, before even, that, I was like, first day, first day, like, before even shit, the, like, that was push down for real, bro. We was, we was mobbing. I remember, 
first meeting Blake too. That was so funny. <laughs> Blake, bro, it's crazy because Blake, because Blake and I have like we're damn near cousins, and I we didn't even know that until like sophomore year. Dude, Blake's so funny. He's a goat, bro. He's a goat, bro. That picture's iconic as hell, bro. Oh my god, damn! And that was five years, like six years ago, damn near, bro. How long ago? That's crazy, man. That's never sad. Time really just be going, bro. Zooming. That's crazy, man. It really does be zooming. Like I, like sometimes, like I, I forget that I went to Albany. Like, like I just feel like that one year at St. Mary's is my high school experience. Like the fact that I went to prom at St. Mary's, it just like pretty much wrapped all that shit together, bro. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it would have been different if you stayed, Michael. Something would have happened, bro. I already know a couple of events wouldn't have happened, but something would have happened, bro. I remember freshman year when the dogs came and they sat and I had like they thought I had weed in my backpack. I, so I had to go to the bank's office. Niggas thought my with the pothead. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. This was in uh what class was that? That was either English or some shit. And so I go. I, I like they like they make us leave all our bags there and I was like I was like okay I was just talking to somebody in the hallway and they said whose bag is this I was like mine <laughs> and, and, and they said come with us I said oh <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh and they took me to banks they, paid, they took me to banks's office they had me sitting in there without him in there and then when he opened the door, he opened it hella aggressively and shit. And I was like, <sighs> and he did it hella dramatically. He dumped all my shit onto the fucking desk. He was like, did you, did you have weed? Do you have weed on you? And I was like, nah, man, I don't, I don't have shit on me. <laughs> he was like, he was like, all right, well, we're calling your parents. I was like, bro, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> And he was like, so why does it have weed smell? Well, you know, I take Bart every day from East Oakland, you know. He was like, oh, that makes sense. We're still calling your parents. I was like, no! <laughs> That's some stuff Banks was saying, bro. That's something Banks was saying. Dude, Banks was, on, Banks was always trying to be so scary, but then sometimes he'd be like the soft teddy bear. Like, <laughs> like, like, you, like you'd see him like, be hella intimidating, but like after you'd like, crack a smile, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> Thanks. Like he couldn't help but just crack that little, like that half smile that you do. Like, nah, bro, that's funny. I mean, playing for him for two years, like he would, um, <laughs> it was like Banks, like he had like a real, like I'm not gonna say soft side, but he was he was a chill ass football coach. But but when he was mad, bro, that shit was scary, bro. Yeah, it was, it was, was terrifying. When when he would scream, bro, that was terrifying. Like you yeah. just said, man, that stuff was scary, bro. I swear to God, when he would. Bro. When he but, slammed his hand on the desk, I almost pissed my pants, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. man, that's funny, bro. That's so funny. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Still calling your parents, though. <laughs> <laughs> man, I only got in trouble still- like two or three times at St. Mary's. When I should have gotten in trouble for like five or six times, though. I remember times what like. What doing to get in trouble? I I'm, never got in trouble. I used to, I mean, like, I, like, it was like, it was like thing, it was like little, little shit. Like, I remember, like, times I would, like, be late to class on some shit. And so they would, like, send me to the office. Or, like, um, 
I think one time I was like doing something. Oh, I threw my phone because somebody had dared me there. I was talking a whole bunch of shit about my Otterbox case <laughs> back back in like uh back in like uh freshman year and I was like I was like talking a whole bunch of shit and somebody was like, Hey, I bet it's not so strong you can throw it and so I was like, Bet and so I took my phone and I threw it and it hit the backboard in the gym from the other side of the thing and it smacked. And I think Mr. Olivier saw it or something. He like he was like hella mad. And I was like, I was like, fuck. Bro, I think I I, I was there for that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bro, I, I remember because I did some shit like that too. I remember I threw my phone across the gym and didn't break. <laughs> yes. we, just, we just testing how strong our, our fucking otter boxes were. <laughs> and it's funny because like Probably like like two weeks later, I was sitting on the toilet and I dropped my phone, and it does not turn back on. <laughs> it just did not turn back on. And then like I took it to like the Apple shop, and he was like, "Yeah, you shattered your motherboard." <laughs> I was I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't even know you could do that. Hey, bro, let's end the podcast because I'm about to head off. But I want to put you guys on some music. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for watching the pod, for listening to the podcast, man. This was a great podcast. Thanks, Danny, for coming on, yeah. man. For Thanks sure. for having me, bro. For real. Um, I'd love to come on again. Maybe we'll do it with like Jay or fucking someone else like that, or we can get. I'll be in like a group conversation if you uh, if you invite me back. Shoot, that for uh, surely will be, be happening because this was a fun, fun podcast. This yeah. is a fun podcast. I'd love to. I'd love to be a, a guest co-host and help you guys with, of course, maybe people we all know and stuff like that, or maybe people I don't. Like, I don't really care, but <laughs> love what you guys are doing. So thanks for having me. Appreciate it, bro. All right, as you guys know, um, one love, man. Appreciate y'all. The more that you and as long as you listen and show love, we'll stay consistent. Peace now. <laughs>